Hello and welcome to a marital tour of Monsters, Murder, and Mommy Issues. I'm Allie. And I'm Tate. Today we'll be talking about The Forest, a 2016 film directed by Jason Zeta. Okay, Tate, so for those listeners who haven't seen this movie before, can you just give us a quick walkthrough of what it's all about? So this movie is about Sarah trying to find her sister Jess, who is a teacher in Japan, who has gone to the famous suicide forest to commit suicide, to just go there to look at it we're not sure but she goes to japan she goes to the forest and then she finds aiden and together with aiden they get kind of a tour guide i guess you could call him to then take them through the forest and try and find her sister so they find her sister's tent in the forest deep in there they've been walking all day it's time to turn back so then sarah and aiden decide to spend the night and that's when things really take off and they start to experience paranormal encounters. Sarah starts to become paranoid of if Aiden is there to help her, or if Aiden is there trying to maybe harm her, if Aiden knew her sister Jess or not. And then from there, the movie builds up more and more until the eventual climax of the movie. At the climax, Sarah ends up in a ranger station, presumably with Aiden. She ends up in a fight with Aiden, in which case she accidentally kills Aiden, and then a door opens into the basement of the cabin. She goes down there and then she relives a moment of her childhood or how I guess she remembers her childhood being, in which case her father attacks her, and in order to get her father's hand off of her wrist, she uses a knife to then pry his hand off of her wrist. In doing so, cutting her wrist, and then killing herself in the basement of the cabin. Well, she doesn't die in the basement, though. She chases Jess out of the forest. That was just, I guess you could call her spirit running out of Jess. Because Jess hears a disturbance in the trees. So she starts running, and she ends up eventually meeting up with a search party looking for Sarah. But Sarah is already dead in the basement, and it was just her spirit who is chasing after Jess. Okay, right, because they had mentioned that The spirits usually haunt the forest, and they're usually angry. No wonder Jess is running. Well, at that time, I don't think she was angry, but shortly after, her spirit seems very angry. So tell me, what were your thoughts about this movie? Honestly, I think this was one of the first horror films that I have actually been drawn into. I was trying to play on my laptop and keep myself distracted, because obviously I'm not a horror fanatic like you are. They make me scared, but... I found myself drawn into it, and it it really had me going the whole time. I was engaging verbally, like I was like, "No, don't do that. Why are you like this, lady?" You know, I was one of I'm one of those screen yellers, so you don't want to be stuck with me in a movie theater. But I did enjoy it. I thought that this was one of the better horror movies that we've seen. What do you think? Well, when I first saw this movie, I had seen it in theaters. And this movie was a January release. And with horror movies, usually the first release of the year really isn't a high note for the genre. Okay. And I felt like this movie really followed suit in that tradition. Oh, wow. And I feel like it fell short in a lot of places. Okay, like what? Well, like, I find that a lot of the scares in the movie are either just out of nowhere, they're there. They are, 
they build up suspense in places that then do not have a scare or when they build up to it, it's so obvious that it's going to happen and it's so predictable that there's no actual scare factor to the movie. I see what you mean. Yeah, I never really thought of it that way because I just find it scary in general. But I did think that after a little while, they started just having dead bodies everywhere and that was no longer a scary point for me. At some points they had me go and made me feel like I was the one in when she fell in the hole. They made me feel like I was the one in there with her. And when she was running through all the people, well, the dead bodies or ghosts, then it was, oh, they're called Yuri. Yes, they are. So when she was running through all the Yuri, then I was, I was feeling for her. I was like relating to that i was like oh my goodness what if that was me this is horrifying but after that scene in the hole ever since then there was a bunch of dead bodies everywhere a bunch of yuri i guess everywhere and i wasn't as scared i was like oh whatever this is just her normal now this is my normal now and i think that it was one of those things where they kind of just overdid it a little bit at some parts Hmm. well When she is kind of, at the end of the movie, when you do see a lot of the ghosts, when she's running through the forest, that is actually like a representation that she is dead. And she is seeing every ghost because she is a ghost herself. Okay. Yeah, see, that's something I didn't understand was we saw her cut herself in the basement of that cabin, right? Because she was seeing things and she thought she was prying those fingers off, but the forest basically made her cut herself. And I thought that she got out and that she was following her sister, but it was actually just her Yuri or her her angry ghost following mm. her sister. And, and that kind of made me enjoy the movie a little more, I think, too, because it was that slight little, not quite plot twist, but it had that little kind of twist to it where you're like well actually she died 12 minutes ago so i i did enjoy that part as well another subtle hint to that she is already dead is she's chasing after her sister jess and in all the scenes i chose jess like when you first see her the forest is very green when she's running after the rescue party there's not a lot of smoke it's still very like much like a forest yeah but when it shows scenes of Sarah running, it's very smoky and there's a lot of like gray wash over everything. Like it's not as vibrant and colorful. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, like they really kind of put in like little subtleties to kind of like make you think that she's dead or that. Or a hint towards it. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. I didn't know that. Um, I guess I got to pay attention more. And like with the last movie we watched, I think that. So far, all of these horror movies, I'm going to have to rewatch after us having these conversations just so I can clue in a bit quicker. I got to get used to the world of horror. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the movie kind of set up some questions that it didn't really answer. Okay, like what? Well, one thing being like her parents. So it says that her parents died from a drunk driving accident, which clearly did not happen. Yeah. Because how they set up with them walking to the basement. But then in the movie, it was Sarah who always said that it was her sister Jess that seen it. Yeah. But maybe was Sarah the one that actually seen it, but she just repressed these memories? Did her father actually kill the mother and commit suicide? 
is that just the force playing on her fears yeah and like there's a lot of unanswered questions because they do state that the forest feeds off your fears and like will manipulate them to kind of scare you so i'm wondering if maybe she was afraid of her father and the forest played on that or not but that did kind of confuse me and i think that i was left with more questions at the end than answers and that i guess isn't something you really want at the end of a horror film you want all your questions to be answered so you don't have to go digging. Mm-hmm. And like another thing with Aiden, she sees a picture on his phone of her sister. And then she thinks that he brought her into the forest and he might have been something to do with her death and all this stuff. And you do see Jess later on alone in the forest, not near a tent. And it kind of brings up the question like, well, why isn't she by her tent anymore? Why is she just off in the middle of nowhere with a fire? So was Aiden actually there with his sister earlier it never goes into that and never explains any of that yeah was it just the forest manipulating her to be more paranoid or did it really happen it never gives us any kind of closure or anything like that on that topic there's one yuri that you see a lot and that's the asian schoolgirl. yeah it doesn't explain anything on her it just she's a girl she apparently knows Jess because she went to school. Like, she, Jess was the teacher. Yeah. But it doesn't say anything on it. It leaves a lot of unanswered questions and a lot of open-ended points to the movie that really kind of take away to the, take away of the movie. Take away from the movie. Yeah, take yeah. away from the movie. Yeah, no, I, I guess, yeah. I always find once we've watched a horror film, I'm like, I either really like it or really don't like it because it's ironic or something, right? And this one, I was like, oh my goodness, that was amazing. But when you really do put it out there and mention things like this, I realized, you know what? Maybe I didn't. (laughs) Maybe I thought because I, I guess I didn't really realize all the aspects that come into a horror film and things that you should do and and shouldn't do and stuff like that. And I guess... I just assumed, you know what, it's a movie, regardless of what it is. I always get too deep into movies and can't look away. And so maybe that was my problem watching it. And that is something that you'll kind of learn more as we go through this journey of you learning more about horror movies. And me learning more about your mommy issues. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I wouldn't say this movie is necessarily bad. Like if you're going to sit down and you wanted to watch a horror movie for a night, I wouldn't recommend this movie, but if you were sitting there on like a rainy day and you were bored, this is not a bad movie to put on and just watch. Yeah. Like it's not completely unwatchable. It's not completely awful, but it's not a movie I would recommend if you are sitting down to watch a yeah. horror movie. Yeah. If you're going out of your way to find time to watch a horror film, choose a better one. Yeah. But this is not a but bad if, enough movie that I could not recommend at all. Like if you haven't seen it, you should see it. But just kind of if you have the extra time on your hands and you're just kind of looking for something to do or something to watch. Yeah. This is a good time filler. Okay. So we watch these movies so that you listeners don't have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when they were filming them walking through the forest trying to find Jess initially, trying to find her tent and stuff. I noticed some continuity errors there with the sweater. It would be one scene Sarah's wearing her sweater and then it's an overtop bird's eye view and she's not and then she is again and she's not. I'm all for noticing continuity errors 
And that was a big one for me. But one thing that wasn't a continuity error, but more of uh, the forest playing with them, was later on when Aiden and Sarah find the river, Sarah looks down and sees a body floating down the stream. And the stream is going down to the left. And then she talks with Aiden for a bit, and that's when she takes his phone, right, and sees the picture of Jess. She looks back at the river because she's confused as to why Aiden's going the other way now. And the river's flowing the other way. And I thought that was a really cool uh, representation of the forest kind of getting into her mind and stuff. Because that really messed with me too. Like she said, why are you going that way? The river's flowing this way. And even I was like, yeah, Aiden, what are you doing? The river is going this way. Turn around, dude. And then I saw the river and I was like, oh, what's happening? Oh, no. And I just thought that was a really good way to get into the viewers' minds as well. I think they did really good on that part. Mm -hmm. Another continuity error that happened very early on in the movie is when Sarah is speaking to her husband, Rob, in the bathroom. Yeah. For some weird reason, they had flipped the image and the mole on Sarah's face is actually on the other side of her face. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't know why they flipped the image. Maybe it looked better for like the viewing. Maybe it was through the mirror. But it wasn't filming through the mirror. It was like them talking to each other. Oh. But. Well, that's weird. It it is. One thing I didn't like about the filming of the movie as far as like the camera work is throughout the movie, they don't really go into too much of like a running shaky cam type scenario like a lot of kind of movies like this do. But then the last like 10 minutes is just that solid. Oh, yeah. So it was kind of annoying. Like you either start with it and do it throughout. Or you don't do it at all because that was kind of like, okay, well, what's going on now? And it kind of just, I found it very annoying. Yeah, it's like they didn't need a steady cam up until that point and they didn't have one. But then they were filming just a lot of running scenes. And now all of a sudden it was just a shaky cam for the last whole of the movie. Another kind of little thing is um, when Sarah's looking through Jess's room, she notices her anxiety medication. That anxiety medication is in 10 milligram pills. Now, the actual medication that she is on has a maximum dose per pill of 2 milligrams. Oh my goodness. With a max daily intake of 4 milligrams. So I don't know which doctor or where they found 10 milligram pills for this anxiety medication, but she was surely going through something special. I mean, yeah, no wonder she went to the forest. Maybe it was the doctor's fault all along. Maybe. Oh my goodness. Guys, we're finding the answers for you. Exactly. (laughs) When they first get to the forest, they do find a body hanging in a tree. Yeah. Which comes up later in the movie as a reappearing ghost that you see. Yes. And this body is obviously decaying due to like when it shows the hands and the, the bag over the head obviously has like blackness on it. Yeah. And then the guide cuts it down and then Aiden just goes and throws it on his shoulder And then sets it down. Yeah. Which, no matter how experienced or unexperienced you are, I feel like that's something you would not do with a rotting corpse. Unless you are maybe the bad guy. Maybe I was right about Aiden all along. All I know is he must have smelled awful for the (laughs) remainder of this movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's true. Maybe that's what uh, made Sarah go crazy about him is she was like, you know what, this guy smells bad. And the forest fed on that and was like, oh, she doesn't want to be around this bad smelling guy. We got you, Sarah. Just kill him. All I'm saying is if you're going to handle something like that with that little care for your own well-being, as far as like diseases that you can get from stuff like that. True. And other kind of bacteria that would be on that. Like this is Darwin in like purest form. So can we talk about the cabin scene? Well, Aiden finds Sarah in the hole and he finally gets her out of the hole. And then he tells her he found a ranger station, right? And so she's like, oh, how mighty convenient of you to find that. So she reluctantly follows him to the cabin and they go in there and it's definitely run down. And nothing bad ever happens in a cabin in the woods, of course. Never. Not a single movie has ever been made where something bad happens in a cabin in the woods. Exactly. So of course they're going to be fine. And so they're in the cabin and he's trying to fix the radio to call for help. And he gave her the, his knife so that she would trust him and follow him to the cabin. And so he asks for it back and she gets all suspicious and she's like, what, are you going to kill me with it? So anyway, she finally gives it to him so he can pry open the radio box or whatever and try and fix it. And then she goes over and sees that door and she's like, okay, why would they lock the basement? Because she tried the doorknob, it was locked. And he said, why do you assume it's a basement? Maybe it's just a utility closet. Like, what What do you mean? I feel like it's a rare chance that they're in a cabin in the woods set up as like a little like ranger station, like not a permanent shelter. Yeah. To have a basement. Yeah, that's... That doesn't make any sense. This is more of like a little like hunting shack. This was just a little structure made quickly. They're not going to dig and finish a full basement. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that was, I was really confused as to if there even was one at all. Like it showed one happening. Like it showed there being a basement, but I'm still unsure. But um, she goes up to the door because she hears a noise underneath her. And then she kind of hears a noise at the door and she's like, starts talking to through the door to who she assumes is Jess, her sister. And so she's like, Jess, is that you? And then they start passing notes underneath the door back and forth. Like uh, Jess says on the note, don't trust him. He's going to kill us both. Like get the key. We got to get out of here kind of thing. And so of course Sarah's freaked out and she, uh, she finds a knife in like this little kitchenette and she, so she takes the knife over to Aiden and he offers her a power bar and she kills him for it. <laughs> I mean, she does not kill him for the power bar. She kills him because a fight starts because she wants the key for the basement. But there is no key for the basement. But he tries to humor her once he realizes she's holding a knife. He's like, you know what? OK, the key is in my sh- in, in my boot. And he, you can see he's clearly just trying to get the situation under control. He's hoping she'll take the knife from his throat so he can restrain her so she doesn't fucking kill him. Mm -hmm. But in doing so, she fucking kills him. Well, she doesn't exactly mean to kill them. They struggle and then he falls on her. Yeah. And like all good movie fashion, that ends up killing him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's... Movie logic. It has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Which that part, immediately when she killed him, I was like... Because up until that point, I was like, okay, he's the bad guy. There's got to be a bad guy. Because I've been trained to know that there's always some sort of bad guy, not just a force, but a person. 
that is the terror in the movie. And so I was assuming he was the bad guy, just like she was. And then she killed him. And I was like, oh, no, Sarah, like, you're going to die in this forest because you just ruined your life. You might as well just die here now because you can't go back to civilization. You're going to get locked up because you killed a man and now you're crazy. So that really saddened me to know that she was crazy and it wasn't even him. You had mentioned to me that there was a reason other than for the viewer's convenience that one sister had brown hair and one sister had blonde. Yeah, so they're identical twins. So one, they obviously don't have two fully different colors of hair. But Sarah seems to be the more optimistic, brighter sister of the two. Well, Jess is very, a lot more kind of pessimistic. She says that she's kind of always, she's tried to commit suicide. She's had a lot of problems in her life. And she believes that the difference between the two is because Jess is the one that saw the parents are dead. So one way they kind of help convey that message is by making Jess's hair black, which kind of represents a yin-yang between the blonde and then the black hair of the two sisters. Oh, Okay. See, and I think that's kind of creative. I thought it was just for the convenience of the viewers, because that way you could differentiate between the twins. But once I realized that there is no reason for them to differentiate, then I started to understand more the yin and yang concept as opposed to the convenience. Well, there still is some convenience, like when it all of a sudden changes and shows just beside the fire. If they had the exact same hair, it would kind of be hard to tell which one's which. That's true. Else in just like clothing. And it's cool because in the end, the darkness wins, essentially, because Jess makes it out of the forest, but Sarah doesn't. And it is kind of a little play on God, I think, in that way, because it's like Sarah did everything right in her life and she was the golden child and all of that. But she's the one in the end that was swallowed by the darkness, not her sister Jess, who was always on that path. So I think that was kind of cool. But I also want to know if um, Rob was like, you know what, just dye your hair blonde and I'll marry you, Jess. Because Rob was Sarah's husband. I mean, could be worse options for him. (laughs) I mean, if you had a twin, Tate. There you go, exactly. I'd be all over that. One thing I didn't quite understand about this movie is when Sarah first runs out of the cabin, she's very close to Jess. And this is potentially very far into the woods because they had walked a full day already before they found the tent. And I mean, it didn't show them walking back that much before she ended up running away from Aiden and falling in the hole and then coming to the cabin. But Jess only ran for like a minute before she caught up with the search party walking out of the forest. Yeah, that's true. Maybe she was just on her way out already. Which I mean, maybe, but like she was lost in the forest. And this is a 35 square kilometer section of the forest. Yeah. So this is a very big area. Oh, yeah. In which they could be lost in. And I feel like the odds of her being lost so close... And the fact that the search party went so deep into the woods before turning back, they would have stumbled across her before they turned around and went back. Yeah. So it doesn't really make sense that she was so close to the entrance of it. You know, that's definitely true because they were farther. It seemed like they passed 
by where her little camp was. And she was at a little camp. Like, she had a fire going. You think they would have seen that? Right? Like, they would have seen a fire when the search party walked by, when they were yelling. Yeah. She didn't hear. And they but s- yet, she was so close when they had already fully given up the search because it was about to get too dark. Yeah. And they walked back how many hours? Like, and I mean... They didn't actually film this movie in the Kigahara Forest. They filmed it near Brussels. Yeah, if I was an actor in this movie, I would not be going into that forest, especially not when it's dark out. Which is very true, but maybe the patch of trees that they were filming was a lot smaller than they made it seem. Yeah, you know what? That's true. <laughs> so maybe she could only run for a minute across it before they cross the whole thing. We don't know, so... Well, and it seemed like with the camera they were trying to convey that she was running a lot longer and farther, but I think that they could have done a lot better doing that. Yeah. It seems like a very kind of generic horror movie endpoint that a lot of things come together mystically and like... It shouldn't work out, but it does work out. Okay, Tate, so do you have any other random facts for me? Well, during the beginning of the movie, when Sarah first learns that Jess has gone missing, she starts researching the forest. Yeah. So when she's researching the forest, all the images you see on her computer are actual images taken in the forest of search parties, of some bodies that have been found in the forest, and things like that. So was this movie like a public service announcement then? Not really. But in the trailer, because at the end, towards the end of the trailer, they have a hashtag, the forest is real, right? And they have a Google search of, I'm assuming it's what Sarah searched on her laptop, which is kind of scary, I think. I find horror films when they have that real aspect to it, freak me out. I think they were just trying to make the movie a bit scarier, saying that it's real and that this is a real place. Okay, not trying to let people know about this tragic thing, but just trying to make the movie have more of a substance to it. Yeah, but um, one of the images you actually see when she's searching through is a very famous picture taken from the forest, which is actually what the movie cover is based on. Okay. So the movie card cover is Sarah's head, and the bottom half of her head is not there and it's a jagged tree line and then shows a bunch of nooses hanging down yeah and that's the movie cover but the picture that you see and the picture that the movie cover is based on is of a corpse that was found in the forest of a bald man who is very decomposed and the bottom part of his face like the jaw had fallen off and there's a lot of like tendons and other kind of like rotten fleshy bits Painting down. Oh, okay. Which is what the cover is kind of meant to resemble or recreate. Okay. Yeah. Which, that's kind of scary. Then again, it's almost like a a little play on the Logan Paul scandal. I think this movie came out before Logan Paul. 2016. I'm not sure. There were two movies before this movie that do actually take place in the The Kiahara Forest. And are they uh, filmed in that forest? I don't know if they're filmed in that forest or where they were filmed. Okay. The thing about this forest is, is this is kind of more, I don't want to say a special place because it is a very sad place, especially in Japanese culture. Yeah. But it's a very like special or heavy place. Yeah. To the Japanese culture. Like this is a place that has history to them. 
the ghosts in the forest have their own special name, their own story. This is a place of like folklore to the Japanese people. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons why it is such a common place where people do go to end their lives. Yeah. Which, Jess not being a local, I don't know if she would go to this place to take her life. Because I feel like it wouldn't hold the same weight as it would for somebody who lived in this area. But she did, um, her sister had mentioned that Jess loves poetry and would, and Sarah was assuming that Jess thought it would be kind of romantic for her to take her own life there. But I'm thinking maybe the forest conned her off the path. Well, Sarah actually says that she believes that Jess would have taken her own life by taking pills. True. Because that's very poetic to her favorite poet. Oh. And that's in the very same manner. And that's how she had tried the first two times. Yeah. So that's why she says she doesn't think she has committed suicide. Because she doesn't believe she would go there to commit suicide. Okay, I see now. And yeah, she didn't have any connection to that forest in any way, so... Mm -hmm. And not being someone from the area, it would hold a lot less weight to her. Yeah. The area and a lot less meaning. Yeah, whereas in, in that culture, in that area, that is just where you go. And that's where people will leave you alone and you won't be as disgraced. And that's just how it's done. <laughs> well, it is stated in the movie, like in kind of, I guess, the olden times or earlier in history, back when there wasn't a lot of food and it was very impoverished area, that's where they would go to take elderly people, blind people. Disabilities. Yeah, yeah. people who kind of, I guess, were... Hindering the population and yeah. weren't able to contribute. It was a place to go take them in which is very kind of special. It wasn't just some place that you just take them to go drop kill them. them you don't drop them in a dump you take them there and that's where they're honored until they die and that's just where the sick dog goes yeah exactly yeah all right tate so what are you gonna rate this movie i'd say I'd rate this movie about two yuri out of ten all right and with that keep your shotguns loaded your chainsaws fueled up and always double tap <laughs>